0: thought of the week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. And good morning. Hope you're having a good day today. And uh, I also hope and uh, pray that you began by a little prayer to the Lord. Thanks Lord, I'm I'm alive today and I hope I can serve you and serve others well. Today in love, because, you know, like Pope John Paul said, when we love, we create ourselves. You know, you ever heard that saying, we are our own parents. You ever heard that one? We are our own parents. Well, how do I become my own parents? By creating yourself. How do I do that? Every time I love another person, I'm really creating, I am a different, I am different. I'm a different person. I am. I am. And and in fact all you gotta do, just to <laughs> overstate the point a little bit, go to a maximum security prison, check out the inmates a little bit, look at them. How have they made themselves? How have they made themselves? Then go to a monastery, a convent. People who've been praying and loving. Look at their faces. What what's what's the difference? we're creating ourselves we are our own parents that's right and so we want to make the right choices uh and and that is up to us right so what do i need well you, i need my reasoning right got to use my head okay uh for example here's a here's a great example uh, anthony flew f l e w anthony flew uh lifelong atheist Uh, and uh, Anthony Flew is the one who came up with the statement called intelligent design intelligent now how do you do that he studied the DNA of a molecule and he said it is absolutely impossible for this just to happen Uh, the digital information encoded in the spine of a DNA molecule has to be perfect 20 out of 20 and it won't it won't just happen and it happens every time so anthony flew great science british british atheist shocked the world in 2003 when he said i'm no longer an atheist i believe in god there's got to be a higher power something a lot smarter than we are and a lot more powerful and, but he's not the only one. Uh, when you study uh, Plato, the great Greek philosopher, and Aristotle, same thing. Uh, they said the same thing. But they didn't know science like Anthony Flew knew science. He was a great scientist and and gave up being shocked the world when he said, I'm no longer an atheist. But Plato, uh, 5th century, and Aristotle, 5th century B.C., said, you know, there's got to be an ultimate goodness there's, There's got to be an ultimate goodness that's beyond us. Aristotle took a different path. He said, things cause other things. Uh, but you, if you keep going back, this caused that, this caused that, this caused that, you finally got to get to what he called an uncaused cause. Something had to start it that wasn't caused by something else. And uh, that was just, by the way, that was uh, really made famous by St. Thomas Aquinas in the 1200s. They had just translated from the Greek uh, the uh, logic of Aristotle. And Aquinas read it, and he said, "Man, this guy had it straight." The only difference is God has told us what the cause was, <laughs> who it is, it's intelligent, and all that. So, uh, so that, yeah, that's that's our goal, you might say. Uh, and uh, the, the, uh, the the Catholic Church teaches that, by the way. Uh, and in the uh, uh, in talking about the Apostles' Creed. Uh, uh, the the church teaches in the catechism that I'm going to quote it here. The whole concern of doctrine and teaching of the church must be directed to the love that never ends. That's it. Whether something is proposed to it to believe in or to hope for or to do, the love of our Lord must always be made accessible. The love that never ends. That's what. That's what. God, that's who God is. The love that never ever ends. Amen. And so uh we can simply say this by natural reason we can know God with certainty, just like Anthony Flew, the atheist, who became a believer. On the basis of his works. He he studied the DNA molecule. <laughs> How do you like that? But there's another order of knowledge which we cannot possibly arrive at just by our own powers. And that's called divine revelation. In other words, Anthony knew by reason there had to be a first cause. Well, what, what does this first cause say? What is, what are you telling me something? (laughs) That's called revelation. God says, okay, I'll tell you. So through an utterly free decision, God has revealed himself and given himself to you and me. And he does this by revealing the mystery, the plan of his loving goodness formed from all eternity in Christ. Yeah. For the benefit of you and me, God has fully revealed his plan by sending us his son, our Lord, Jesus Christ. Folks, that is so important. It And you know what? It makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, so, That, because God knew knew, knew we would listen to someone like us, right? He's not going to talk to us in a cloud or something like that, no, with a voice and with lips. He's going to touch us with his hands. He's going to show us his love. He's going to embrace us. That we get. That I get. When somebody gives me their handshake or hugs me or tells me something that is true, I get it. And God knew that. That's how he made us. And so that's why he becomes a human being, right? So revelation, as revelation, in other words, we can figure things out like Anthony Flew did with our, with our reasoning, but then besides that, God says, okay, there's, there is something here I'm going to tell you, and it's going to make sense. Okay, we're going to be right back, folks. Uh, this is really interesting, faith and reason. Be right back. We're talking about faith and reason. And folks, if you're listening to this program, you've got reason. You you reasoned your way to listening to this. So, right. Uh, Using it, good. We all use our reason. And we have to use our will because what is the will? Will is where we choose. That is love. Love. I choose what I want to love. I'm free. God made me free. And that's why, by the way, people say, well, God... Watch out! God's going to send you to hell. Well, you know what the church teaches. Let me tell you this: a lot of people don't know don't know this. God doesn't send anybody to hell. No, 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 no. People choose it themselves. When we appear before God, it's pre- in my thinking the way the church teaches it, it's pretty simple. We appear before God. God says, "Okay, what do you want? What did you choose?" If I look at God and say, I chose you and others, I chose love, God says, well, that's what you're going to have forever. Love, light, peace, joy, happiness, forever. Heaven, come on in. Or, what did you choose? I chose me. I chose me. God says, then that's what you get. That's what you get. Yeah. And some people say, well, if people people in hell had a got a glimpse of heaven, they'd want heaven. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. No, they they can't stand people giving themselves to one another. No, they want themselves. Right, you want. So that's just it. But I have this life to, to build up that choice power, you might say, to keep saying, I choose God, I choose others. I choose to serve God, to believe in God, to humble myself that I am not God, and I choose to serve my neighbor, to serve other people. That's it, baby. You got that one straight, you're fine. Not only will you be happy here, you'll be happy there. In fact, there was a a woman. I heard this on National, National Public Radio. She went around the country visiting convents, Catholic convents. She, went, I think she, it was like a hundred of them from different, different states. And she met all these nuns. She said, I've never in my life Met happier people. What? They they wear this funny robe. Uh, They eat, you know, they they fast occasionally. They pray in the morning, evening, and during the day. They go out and they help sick people. They help people on the street. They take care of others, orphans. I've never met happier people. Folks, it's true. It's true. Divine happiness will happen in heaven, but it begins right here. It begins by choosing to go outside myself to help somebody else. It choose. It might choose to slow up my car and let that guy in front of me into into my lane, into the lane. Well, that wasn't a big deal. You let some guy. It's a big deal in God's eyes. You you change. You have changed. You've made a decision, and it changed you. Every time we make a decision, folks, we change. We create ourselves exactly if i ch- choose to hate somebody to hurt somebody uh whatever i'm changing myself into something pretty dark little by little so right uh so that's that's right faith and reason it, it you see how it all kind of makes sense in fact uh, pope john paul ii uh, uh he went he wrote wrote a, a, an encyclical which is a, an o- official letter of the pope whatever it was called faith and reason fides et ratio and he said it's it's like two wings of an airplane right you got to have both of them the one helps the other the other helps the one so they go together and it was true he in fact he was he had a phd a doctorate in faith uh, in uh, the study of faith he had a doctorate in philosophy reason so yeah so anyway so here's here's what he wrote quote it pleased God in His goodness and wisdom to reveal Himself, to make known the mystery of His will. Who I want to know His will. His will was that men and women should have access to the Father through Christ, the Word made flesh, in the Holy Spirit, and thus become sharers in the divine in the divine life. Right. So He goes on to say, "God who dwells in unapproachable light." Oh my gosh, heaven's got to be something else. He wants to communicate his divine life to us, whom he freely created, in order to adopt you and me as his daughters and his sons in his only begotten son, Jesus. By revealing himself, God makes wishes to make us capable of responding to him, of knowing him, of loving him, far beyond our own mutual capacity, so we do have the ability. I say, well, how can I receive God? Is so infinite, powerful, and different. How can I? How can I receive God? Well, folks, that's called. And there's a kind of a thing we learn in philosophy. It's a big word here. It's called the supernatural existential. Woo, that was a big one. Here's another one: obediential potency. God, got it. What does all that mean? That means that God created in us the ability, the power, to receive Him. To understand Him, if we open the, if we say yes to the uh, gift of faith that He's offering us, if I say yes to that, if I believe by His grace, I believe He's opened the door. I've got that ability. I've got that right. And so, yes. So that's faith and reason. Yep, they folks they do go together. Right, right. And so I'm going to talk a little bit here in a minute. <laughs> about uh, how the, how God does that and what that revelation is. What is that? What does God tell us? And now i got to choose whether or not to believe it. Well, let me tell you, if you believe it, it makes sense. Faith and reason go together. What God tells us, you go, duh, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Right. Okay. So faith and reason. All right. Well, stay with me here. Iowa Catholic Radio Uh, We're talking about how they go together, the two wings of an airplane, faith and reason. Use your head. When people go to join the church, I always tell them one thing, don't trade in your brains. You'll need them. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. We're talking about faith and reason. So like I say, I I, I talked to a fellow just the other day, uh, and uh, he was asking me about joining the Catholic Church. The possibility, his wife's Catholic, he goes to Mass with her, and he, he was very curious. I said, well, you got to find out. <laughs> you got to study it a little bit, you know? Go to these classes. You know, in the early church, those classes took two years. And even here in the United States, some parishes two-year, why? They really want to make sure you understand it, okay? And and so I told this fellow, I said, look, study it, read it, listen. Don't trade in your brains. We don't ask you to do something foolish or believe in things that are absolutely crazy. No, don't trade in your your brains. Will help you. Common sense will help you. Yes, don't trade in your brains. I always tell that to people joining the church. Don't trade. And another thing I tell people is is this: so you can study it, but you have to have the movement of the heart. God has to give you that grace to not only accept it but accept it and 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 really live in it okay the gift of faith and that's a free gift and you can choose to have it you can choose it yes it it'll make sense okay uh and so uh, that that's why for example uh I tell people I say look I I told this to one group when I was giving uh, convert instructions years ago at when I was in Glenwood Iowa <clears throat> And wherever I would, I would tell the same thing. I I always tell people the same thing. <laughs> the first night I would say, "Do yourself a favor. Do not become a Catholic." They go, "What? What do you think we're here for?" I say, "Do not. Let me finish the sentence. Do not become a Catholic unless it makes sense and you feel it inside. It feels right. It feels like a call or a drawing into something beautiful and good." If you don't have the feeling, you understand it, it makes sense. But I don't. I just don't. I'm, it's not me. Good. It's fine. You're not going to go to hell. Forget it. You're fine. You're fine. Well, that happened. I remember told that to one class <laughs> in Glenwood, and uh, this one woman called me up <clears throat> during um, Lent when you get catechumens. They call them people ready to studying the church, ready to be baptized and confirmed, receive Eucharist at Easter. And she said, said, Monsignor, she said, you know what? I love, I think you're wonderful. I think the classes are great. I've learned a lot, but I just, I don't know. I just don't feel it. I said, listen, don't go through the ceremony. Don't join. You're just fine. If you ever get the feeling, if it ever comes to you, let me know. But right now, don't worry about it. Thanks for taking the classes. You're just fine and dandy. About a year later, believe it or not, she called me up. Monsignor. Yeah. This is Helen. I think her name is Hong. This is Helen. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. I said, okay. All right. You're ready. Yeah. So don't trade in your brains and follow your heart. If it feels right, you, you know, it's the right thing for you. You feel called, you feel whatever (laughs) the right feeling is, then do it. So faith and reason, they go together. They go together. Right. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> so uh, and and uh, the way that God talks to us, by the way, how does He reveal Himself? Is by words and deeds. I love uh, the story of Jesus. Uh, you can read it in the Gospel of Saint Mark. Uh, I love this, folks. Uh, it said uh, uh, some people brought Jesus a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the man by the hand, led him outside the village, and when Put saliva, get this, Jesus put his own saliva on the man's eyes. He spit, put the man, put his hands on the man's head and said, can you see anything? The man, and the man looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Jesus said, okay. He laid his hands on the, on his eyes again. He looked intently and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. There you go. Yeah. So I love that passage. One, Jesus uses his humanity to touch people because we're people. We're humans. We have feelings. And he uses his saliva to touch the man's eyes and his hands. He lays his hands on his head. And that's why Jesus gave us the church and the sacraments. Why? St. Thomas Aquinas says the sacraments are the touch of Jesus. Touch me, Jesus. Okay. Hold still. (laughs) When you receive the Holy Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ of the risen Christ at mass, You receive the risen Christ. He's touching you and you're touching him. Yeah. That's why he gave us the sacraments because of his humanity. And we are human beings. So that's it. That is God's revealing himself. You might say to us. So what does he reveal? Truth. Who we are, where we're heading for, where we should be heading, or we can go if we want to go that way. How do I get there? Jesus. Well, how does Jesus do it? He lived 2,000 years ago. He gave us the church. What do you think he was? Why do you think he gave us the church? Just to write a bunch of memoirs? No, no. Remember, he said at the Last Supper, do this in remembrance of me, which is what the Mass is. It's the reenactment of the Last Supper. But it's the real Last. Somehow or other, the Last Supper is is uh, somehow the time time warped onto that altar. It's 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 a mystery. We don't understand and a lot of stuff. We don't understand, but Jesus is there. Yeah, He wants to touch us, and in the sacrament of, of confession, reconciliation, uh, he, he I need I need to hear those words. I absolve you. I need to hear that. For more than just a psychiatrist, I need to hear it, and uh, that's why Jesus told the apostles when He first appeared to them on Easter Sunday night. He said. Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. You, I'm sure they looked around and said, Is he talking to us? Yeah. And it's passed on through the apostles and their successors, the bishops and the priests, for 2,000 years. We need to hear it. We need to feel it. Why? Because we're human. That's how God touches us. Faith and reason, common sense. It makes sense. So use both of them, folks. God bless you. I hope you and I can grow in in both, using our head and using our free will to say yes, faith. God bless you. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bignano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.